Most bankers aren't ready to help you until after their third cup of coffee. But with Central National Bank's after-hours service, you don't have to wait for the bank lobby to open to get help. You can contact us from 6 to 8.30 in the morning or from 5 to 10 in the evening, and we'll connect you to a real, live, local person who can answer questions and fix problems seven days a week. Bank different. Bank central. Central National Bank. Member FDIC. Get ready for the greatest roast of all time, the Roast of Tom Brady, a Netflix live event happening May 5th Hosted by Kevin Hart, the seven-time world champion gets his cleats held to the fire by famous friends and frenemies on an unforgettable night where everything is fair game. Tune in on May 5th at 5 p.m. Pacific time for The Roast of Tom Brady, live only on Netflix. On today's episode of Left Turns and Loud Noises, we bring on our recurring guest, Alex, back to the show. We say goodbye to one of our old co-hosts. Hint, hint, it's not Anthony and Kevin. And we talk all about Easter and our top three resurrections of all time. And, of course, we give a huge preview for one of the best weekends of the year, Talladega. If you'd like to donate to the podcast, you can donate on our Patreon. It is patreon.com slash Podcast. I think that I've been giving the wrong uh, link every week. So if I'm giving the wrong link again at this point, uh, I've done my best and I've done all that I'm here for. But yeah, other than that, enjoy. going on guys welcome to another edition of left turns and loud noises today is april 22nd 2019 i am your host anthony dietrich i'm joined today as always by kevin costello say hi to the people hello there i'm excited for college (laughs) and i am joined by very special guests many people will uh well i guess i can say recurring guests since this is the third time on the show we got alex again what's going on my man what is up so um probably a lot of people are wondering well anthony last week you said uh that nolan will be returning but i do have some sad news to bring you from the western front it seems unfortunately our boy nolan will not be returning i know i am just as sad as you we had we are going to be missing about 11 inputs from nolan and every single one just as important as the last i'm going to miss his subtle remarks his obvious sarcasm and of course his brand recognition letting me know every time I burp who made that happen. Kevin, what are you going to miss the most about Nolan? Uh, just, you know, his very talkative personality. He's always want to jump into a conversation. Uh, kind of makes my ears ring every time he talks. There's just so much on and on and on. And just great, great guy all around, you know. You never get him to, to shut up, it felt like. You know, I guess yeah, maybe right? we'll, we'll have a quieter podcast now, maybe. Who knows? Alex, I know you've had some brief interactions with Nolan. What are you going to miss the most? 
I I would say is one line singers. Those I mean often cleverly crafted single sentences that just make you think. I mean, now that you're here, I guess you are now the new Nolan. So that means you have to be the guy with the one line zingers. I'm holding it to you, especially with your experience on social media. You, I'm holding this to you. Well, don't hold your breath because you might pass out or die. Oh, man. Oh, <laughs> fingers crossed. All right. So we got a huge week. So we're doing one episode this week. It's, a again, another busy one. But um, we're going to just hop right into the fact that it is my favorite week of the NASCAR season talladega week boys we made it we made it to about the quarter mark of the season and now we get some carnage again are y'all I, I know you guys are ready for talladega why am i even asking Dude, i woke up this morning to uh talladega by our church listen to sweet home alabama on the way to school oh wow dude i am Very... more than ready wow that's, that's... dedication <laughs> that, that is true dedication i don't I know don't why when know. i think I... I don't even know what to say about that. That's <laughs> that's hardcore, man. I don't know why when I think of Daytona and Talladega, I think immediately of Dirks Bentley sideways. It's an old Fox intro, but that's all I yeah. ever about. But what, it, what about the, the Blake Shelton that song? Little, oh. that bringing back the sunshine. I, 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 I am that, not as familiar with country as I used to be. I that's, mean, I'm, that's the song. Like When I think about like Talladega and just – Sunshine always brings out happiness in people, and and I think about Talladega and sunshine and happiness, and and I think about that song. I need to honestly just go to Talladega. I was gonna have a couple of my friends come on who had been to the uh, infield party tent zone, and they uh, told me a lot of good times about it out there. So you I mean was the hoping. Boulevard? Is that what it's called? Because yeah, I need to go Talladega, to that shit show in the fall. I need to go yeah, just to that. My friend showed me a video of the titty tet, and I must, I must figure out if this is real or not. Uh, I have never <laughs> experienced it, but of course, I was a good Christian man. I do have um, friends and and former coworkers that can attest to that specific tent. <laughs> It's unbelievable. Like I have, like I, it just seems like fantasy land. Like Bonnaroo is true fantasy land for me, but this is like NASCAR fantasy land. And again, like in October, I'm definitely gonna try and go to this race. April just wasn't the right month for me. I, I mean, you know, it wasn't the right month for you either, Kevin. I feel like you were gonna go to this one. Yeah, well, no, I always go to the fall one. I thought about going to this one, but I have finals this weekend and next week. I know for a fact fall's just gonna be another good race. So yeah. Plus, uh, I wanted to add in to talk about the Boulevard. I've heard that it's basically like Redneck Coachella. <laughs> <laughs> oh, perfect. Yeah. Isn't that, is that going on right now? The regular one? Mm-hmm. Okay. Nah, it just I ended. It just I, okay. I don't know. Have you guys seen that uh, picture of the uh, black hole that got released? Yes. yes. Yeah, Con- Kanye's live stream of his Sunday service looked like what was inside that black hole, like the way they filmed it. It was really annoying. <laughs> I don't know if any of you guys caught his Sunday service, but I definitely felt well, I, I can't say that I woke up to it. I'm going to be very honest. I woke up at 3 p.m. on Sunday, but I um, I definitely caught what I could on Twitter, and it seemed very entertaining. A couple of my friends were actually there, a couple of my little festival friends. Is it expensive? Yes. Festival uh, friends. 
uh, it's very expensive to do any festival. Um, Coachella alone, I think the tickets are 400 bucks. Then you got to fly out there. Then you got to stay out there. Then you got to, of course, if you're at Coachella, you're doing probably designer drugs, and that's expensive because they upcharge you there. And then it just it goes sure. it goes on and on. I mean, dude, you never know what you're paying for out there. Like food probably costs like 15 dollars a plate. Like, no, I, it's I can't probably more expensive than that. Nah, it, it's not a sporting event. Like, they know that these, like, people are rich, but they're not, like, you know, there are hippies and wooks there, too. Especially with Bass Nectar playing. I know you guys probably aren't familiar with him, but he's, like... Bass he brings Nectar? Out, yeah, he brings out, like, the modern-day, like, just degenerate. I think, I think you're forgetting that I once had a 2000 Toyota Celica GT... With two kicker solo barracks in the back. So, yeah, I know who Bass Nectar is. I, I, how, how could I have forgotten a car that you never specifically told me about? But, of course. The only thing I saw on Twitter <laughs> from Coachella that I uh, thought was funny or that I even gave a remote shit about was uh, Kanye was, I guess he was selling merchandise. And he was selling a pair of socks that said, like, walk with Jesus for $50. <laughs> oh for 50 bucks fuck that i was about to say yeah i'm totally on board with that 50 bucks see you later yeah yeah i oh i i wouldn't pay 50 bucks for anything from kanye i'm just saying hopefully i'd pay 50 dollars yeah, for pay 50 dollars like a nice suit he'll pay 50 dollars for a plain white kanye t-shirt i don't i don't, I don't get it and kanye is just a love his music weird dude but whatever it's neither here nor there i i don't my, I didn't go to that uh, Bonner that year, but in 2014 he was not uh he was not on point. We'll go with that. Um, <laughs> but so the fact that we're even talking about Coachella on a NASCAR podcast, well, yeah, I mean, but, maybe, but the listeners at home really didn't expect that comment. How big a who? No, it's all about Coachella, baby. Yeah, it's honestly about Coachella. Like they should have it. I, I get Talladega. I guess the redneck Coachella, but why not have like a Forza Thon type like festival like in the forza horizon games like give me give me something like that where it's like i think that'd be fun yeah that would be fun obviously it doesn't have to go 365 days a year like the game but you know give me a weekend of just cars flying by and like just loud music like almost like the Woodstock snake pit, the indy 500 is that watkins glen oh it moved to watkins glen yeah that's okay gonna be fun. my friend is talking about going to that um he's legitimate too about it because he's gonna be in new york that weekend so he has the uh-huh. time off work so he's I'm going to tell him, like, dude, if you go to Watkins Glen, I'm be mad jealous that you went to that track before I did, and I actually legitimately watched NASCAR. Yeah. <laughs> Bastard. All right. That's, so... a really, that's a really cool track. Really, really cool track. If you guys can go, I would go. If, before we go on to Talladega, I, I must ask you, then, where is the place to sit at Watkins Glen? Because it's a road course, and I don't really know what to do for a road course like that. Especially um... one that big. Either, for, well, for me, I, I would want to watch the S's. Mm-hmm. Or uh, what is it? Turns nine and ten. The the, the last two turns, mm-hmm. right? Before Tur- yeah, those look really exciting. There's a grandstand right there by nine, right? Yep. Yeah, yep. that's one. Okay, because I'm thinking about what would also have the better view. Like, I feel like the grandstand near turn one. I feel like you could probably see the S's from there, but you can't really see them going up that uh, uh, long straight away. Having actually spotted at Watkins Glen in the Spotters Ooh. Tower. Uh, I think, I think you, you can see the beginning, but you can't see all of them. Mm, I don't, I don't don't think you'd be able to actually see, see it from the grandstands. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I don't think so. Oh man. Yeah. I can't imagine it. So 
when we get to Watkins Glen, we'll definitely have you describe like, you know, a spotter situation because I'm very intrigued. But anyways, Talladega, we kind of got off onto a tangent. Um, So, I mean, like, are you guys expecting, because this is the new, the quote unquote new package, like going to be here. Like they say there's no restrictor play. It's a tapered spacer, blah, blah, blah. I mean, what racing could we even expect for this weekend? At, like, I think that's the most intriguing part is that I don't think anyone really knows. Like, I've heard the talks of Tandem being back, but I have a feeling that NASCAR really doesn't want us to go back to Tandem racing, and if we do that, we'll have a no-bumpers rule, which I think is stupid. Like, I hate to do that in the Xfinity series, but... Oh, so another objective rule that NASCAR gets to make controversial calls on. Color me shocked. The logical person inside of me wants to say that It'll be like, because I mean, it's the same package. Like, they're running arrow ducks, they're all of that, just lower horsepower, technically. Um, mm-hmm. Probably a bigger spacer. No, I think it's the same, but it's like higher drag, because I think the spoiler is a little bit taller, so it's like canceling out to where it won't be too, too fast. Mm-hmm. So I'm thinking it'll just be like a normal pack racing, but with bigger runs, which is beautiful good yeah no i i would <laughs> love to see some bigger runs i mean that spoiler is just absurd <laughs> oh it's as long as the drivers can make a big huge. difference i'm happy as long as the drivers can like. see out of their back window i feel like with how big well, it's, it's still that same thing like the spoiler yeah. at the top part of it is clear so they can see i mean it still could be an obstruction even if it is clear i mean it's not like you know you completely see through is what i'm, I'm making a point. yeah i guess uh yeah, i I think I think the stability is going to be there. I think they're going to see better stability in the draft, which mm-hmm. could lead to bigger and longer runs. It wasn't that a huge complaint with the, the package recently was that they just get so loose anytime that they try and do anything in a pack. Like I think they, they get tight control. actually. Or I'm sorry, okay, because all the dirty air is forced. I don't know something like that, but. It's funny because, like, at most tracks, you know, people, they're like, oh, let's, we want low downforce, so it's hard to drive. But I feel like at the super speedways, you want a lot of downforce so the drivers can make these, like, crazy three-wide moves and whatnot. Mm-hmm. It's, it's kind of weird how that works, but I, I'd like to see, like, I don't know. I'm trying to think the perfect package from what I've seen recently, like, at super speedway racing. 2014 was pretty good. Mm-hmm. Um, 2013 had its ups and downs. 2013, yeah, the 500 was kind of bad, but like the uh, oh, yeah. the and the 400 the was bad race. too. But the, the the Spring Talladega race is one of the most iconic races of all time, yeah. and it's also like was helped out by a lot of cautions. Yeah, so I don't really know. So, like just just a package where the driver can have big runs and make a difference is all I'm asking My ideal Talladega race is honestly like something where you don't have a shit ton of wrecks, but you still have racing like 2001. Like to that, both races in 2001 Talladega, but that was of course a completely different car, completely different era, completely different drivers. But I mean, still like that type of racing, that 2001 spring race, I, that one, was that the caution? That one did go caution free and Bobby Hamilton Mm -hmm. pulled that out of his ass. Like that was some of the most exciting racing I've ever seen in my life. And that goes uh, hand in hand with 2002 EA sports 500. Like, you know, just really good racing. No one, everyone being able to control their car enough that they're not wrecking. Like I do love the big one, but more often than not, my driver gets involved in it. So it's yeah. like, Oh, I don't, but I, I think the big, now. the big one happens because they're trying to make moves. 
Oh, yeah, no doubt. I mean, Daytona. I mean, look at what happened with, uh, what was it, Benedetto and, and Menard. Just people just jockeying for position too much and yeah. led to that I, show. I think that's the perfect the perfect race would be where you do see, like, we saw at Daytona that, what was it, the, was it the top line that, that yep. had all the momentum? Yeah. Uh, the bottom line could just never get going. But the perfect race would be, at least for me, where if – the bottom could get enough cars that that would start moving closer and closer to the front to where there'd be more, more of side-by-side battles. And, and you really got to pick your spots. But I think the one thing they really need to bring back is the driver to driver audio. Yes. Yep. Agreed. But NASCAR doesn't want any, any, any sneaky business happening again. So, but I mean, when you look like, I just watched the, that, Dale Jr. download portion with Tony Stewart and how Mm -hmm. they were able to be so dominant at super speedways because they all ran it like Tony and Dale Jr. ran it the same way. So Mm -hmm. like, I would love to see that kind of sense of, of bonding, so to speak, because obviously they didn't run for the same team, but they were so in tune with what each other wanted. They're able to be very successful. Mm -hmm. So I, I think if you get somebody Maybe like, I don't know, Blaney and, and Bubba. <laughs> imagine, okay, or, so imagine Blaney and, well, I, I'm just going to say like Blaney. So I'm, like, I don't think it'll be, I, I can pretty much guarantee it won't be single file around the top this weekend just because of the new package. But let's say it does get there. Like imagine you're, so let's say it's like, I don't know, Jimmy Johnson leading, but Blaine, Blaney um, up high. You know how like in the, yeah. The package that we ran last year and for the 500 this year, the move that would really turn people around is they'd move from the top to the bottom, and that would just suck people in front of you around. Mm-hmm. So that's why no one really wanted to make a move. I think with this, you can make that. So imagine being like, hey, Blaine, just to Jimmy, hey, Jimmy, watch this, and just fucking dives to the inside and passes him. You know how sweet that would be? That <laughs> sounds like a Chase Elliott move, honestly, doing that dive yeah. down to the bottom, because that was just something he was constantly trying to get going, and no one would go with him. So, yeah, I was just I using like Blaney as an example because it's not like the no, same. No, yeah, exactly. Teammate, but then yeah. Ray, Ray, Ricky Stenhouse did, was doing that too a lot, Daytona. Just a little too close to the bumpers. But. Yeah. <laughs> oh, it's it's also prepare yourselves for just nonstop Ricky Spinhouse. I'm excited uh, for uh, I'm memes. excited for Ricky. I, I'm a, I like Ricky a lot. So. If he isn't with is if he's within breathing distance of an accident, he's gonna get blamed for it. And like, oh yeah. It, it's uh, not I mean, always they, his fault, but it's like, he, you know, he does carry the, the moniker right side Ricky. So, <laughs> you know, if the cat meows, it makes sense. But you also have to remember he won it uh, in 2017. Yeah, this race upcoming two years ago. I think oh, yeah, no, I'm well aware. Going back to like perfect so. speedway race, the 2003 uh, PS Sports 500, the one where Elliot Sadler had that like. Massive blow oh, on that trash. Like yeah. before that, like those guys were three wide, changing lanes the whole entire race, and then it finally oh, boiled over. And race. like, I think that's in a way good because they didn't have a big one per se, but they still had you know the memorable wreck that everyone mm-hmm. it's like, oh my god, like how? Oh, well, that's even funnier because Sadler did that the year after too. Yeah, he flipped back to back. Like you know, uh, coming to the checker too, and he just mm-hmm. also didn't take anyone out with that, I believe. Yeah, yeah. That's, wow, that's, shit. That was uh, oh, Michael Waltrip did win that fall race. Color me shocked. I completely which is I think with with the new spoiler, 
I obviously know they have um, more roof flaps and whatnot now to keep the cars down, but I'm a little bit. I'm not. I don't know about scared, just because the drivers are so safe in there now. But like, mm-hmm. if if a car gets turned around this weekend at 200 with that massive spoiler, I feel like physics will try to lift it. You think it's just gonna go flying in the air again? I don't think it'll go flying in the air like Ryan Newman did with the big wing back in uh, 2009. <laughs> but I think it won't just be like oh, yeah. a car spinning around. Like I think tires will come off the ground, whether it goes over. Depends on kind of how it gets hit, or I mean, we'll find out immediately once we get to practice. Because I mean, remember last year, McLaren yeah, went to the catch fence, so we'll find out pretty soon. Because I, I can guarantee you, they're going to be trying to figure this package out and draft in traffic, and someone's going to, oh yeah, not be paying attention or something and get spun out. So we'll find out quickly. Yeah, I got a funny story, uh, real quick about McMurray's practice crash last year. So I was watching practice. Um, right now, I went down to like I knew practice was on. And I wanted to watch it, but I wanted to get some pizza. So I went down. There was a restaurant in my dorm at the time that had a pizza, and it was taken forever. I was like, "Man, this sucks." I'm uh, missing practice. So I get back, and the TV was already on with the channel for practice, and mm-hmm. I see Ty Dillon had damage, and I was like, "Oh man, that sucks." And it was the first angle I saw was them going from off of turn two towards turn three, and I just see a car go left and up in the air. And it said DC Solar on it, and I was like, did I just miss Larson flip? Yeah. <laughs> but no, it was McMurray, but like, I was like, holy shit. Don't yeah. mind me asking you, uh, what dorm were you in? I'll just edit it, worst case. Were I was Azalea? in... Yeah, I was in Azalea. I knew it. I fucking knew it, you little rich bitch. Yeah. No, I wasn't... Okay, the... <laughs> They cost every dorm costs the same. It's not about I know, but that one was so much nicer because it had like all the food play options. I never stayed in a dorm when I was at FSU, but uh, <laughs> no, I am by far oh, from a rich bitch. The reason I, I mean, you got... were also right there by like you could go three streets over to Vale. You had Madison Social right there. You yeah. had uh, my my place was that fucking little uh, Tex Mex place. They had like a really good skillet over there. I love that one. I yeah, the reason I was good. able to get that place dorm. Is because the way uh, like priority worked is you had to sign up. It was like a random day in March mm-hmm. um, before I even started there, um, where you had, it was like an online queue. Yeah. So I, I skipped school that day. Um, yeah, you bastard! Now I'm gonna so keep like, this in. Yeah, yeah, keep it in. So like I, I waited for like an hour and a half in the queue just to get like a spot. I, I didn't. I I got like twelve hundred. So I was like, there's no way I'm getting a spot in Australia or. Magnolia, which was like the sister new dorm, and I uh, got like one of the last rooms in mm-hmm. Azalea, and I was like, "Oh, sweet, that's awesome!" Yeah, that, so I'm, was I'm looking at Talladega stats right now, and for some reason, there's four races in 2013 and 2010, 2009 where the top speed just isn't recorded. Or is that top speed, or is that like just fastest lap speed? Like, what is this? Because what's a mile per hour? Oh, there is no mile per hour. That's the pole. Oh, that's the whole. I was like, what is going on here? Also, in what I just saw this here. Yeah, 2011, the poll was 178, 248. That was been a. Oh, wait, that was the year of the four wide finish, I think. So they just couldn't run it all without being pushed. <laughs> oh, yeah, I guess it was single car back then. So that makes sense. That's weird. So, so speaking about stats, did you notice that the last seven races. Have been won by Ford. 
I did. Oh yeah, we. I think we discussed this last week. <laughs> yeah, I think we did. Yeah, Junior's yeah. The, the last driver to win. It's ridiculous, dude. Ford yeah. is dominating, and I feel like you know what's going to stop Stuart Haas or Penske from dominating this race again. It, I, it's not. I, nothing will. They're 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 a wagon, right? Now. It's weird because they don't do it at Daytona, and I don't know uh-huh. if that's. Well, I mean, they don't do it as much. Like, they won. Let's see. The last time. Say, like, Logano and Keselowski are always threats. And, like, Blaney pretty much had that race won in 18. The last forward to win at or 17, sorry. was Stenhouse in the July race. Um, the last Penske driver to win was Logano. Uh, Logano in 2018. He won this last year. No, I meant uh, for Daytona. Oh. Oh, you meant Daytona? Um, yeah, last the, uh, I think it was Kozlowski in the July race in 2016. Yeah. Yeah, but now, like, correct. they just have, I don't know if it's because it's a wider track and they can play the draft better or what. I just feel it like that's helped Talladega like, more. It just seems like they do better at Talladega. Okay. Well, you guys want to uh, hop into picks or do you guys have anything else you want to. What? What about favorite favorite moment from Talladega? Oh yeah, yeah, I forgot about that. Um, I mean, I pretty much already said like 2013 is one of my favorite races, and then like oh the oh one races are incredible. But I mean, there's a lot of good races like just kind of like cemented in there. Like I know 2003 was one of the more controversial ones when Junior went blatantly below the yellow line and they didn't call it. I remember hearing that on the radio because I went to Butterfly World with my sister and my mom and my dad, and I couldn't watch the race. And all I remember hearing was Ward Burton was in the lead at one point, and I was, like, freaking out. I'm like, we have to go home. Was that the spring race? <laughs> that was the spring race. Junior won with damage because he got in the, There was, like, a, a fucking 24-car crash on lap oh, six. Man. Like, I think that was not the one where – no, Newman flipped in that one. I was, I was thinking there was another one where Walter flipped. Wait, that was 05. Which – 2003 oh, Newman flip? Oh, yeah, Newman flipped in like three races. It felt like in 2003. I'm pretty sure Newman. I flipped thought he only in flipped at Daytona. No, uh, hang on. He might have not gotten completely over. Like, oh no! I, wait, was it like really early on that he, it was lap uh, six? Yeah. Okay, yeah, I know. Yeah, he like blew a tire and like went up on a stop, but I don't think he actually. Yeah, he over. was close to blowing over, but he yeah. Didn't. Yeah. What, what year is? This? If you don't land on your roof, I don't count it as a flip. Or if oh, you don't, true. Go like yeah. if your tires aren't all the way up in the air, like Tony Stewart's crash, uh, twenty twelve. I don't count it as a flip. Yeah, they'll, they'll, yeah, yeah. There, because like all four tires yeah, I... did get off the ground, but they weren't pointed, pointed like straight towards the sky. Mm-hmm. I think one of my most memorable moments is I can't remember. Hold on, I got to go back and search for the year. But it's when Landon Castle led laps at Talladega. Oh, that, that had to have been when he was in the forty car. I remember that yep. year. He and finished like twenty twelve or twenty thirteen because he led at a uh, he led at fucking uh, Auto Club that year too. And and so it's a it's a special moment for me because his super fan yeah it was in twenty fourteen his yeah. super fan. Got a tattoo of his his insignia on his arm. <laughs> um, so basically, he he told Landon, "Hey, if you get a top five this weekend, I'll get a tattoo of your castle on my arm." And sure enough, he finished fourth. 
That's awesome. Uh, so that's that's probably one of my favorite because like you know I'm a, I'm a big underdog guy. I love rooting for the underdogs to to do well. So to see Landon leading in that race it was just amazing. I I'll let it. that story stand, but he did finish in eleventh. I'm looking at the stats right here. No. He finished fourth. He finished I think he finished fourth in twenty fourteen. I'm looking at twenty fourteen right now. Am I looking at the wrong it's the Aaron's four ninety nine. He led one lap. No, the fall race. It was a fall race. He led laps at both Talladega races. That's fucking unheard of. Damn. I was or Holy I know he did, got the top five. Yeah, you're fucking right. No, you are right. I apologize. Yeah, he it was in the forty car. God, what a car. Yeah, so he I, led one lap at both races. That's unreal. He finished eleventh and fourth in one season. Like, might have wow. been the best Talladega racer that year if Keselowski didn't exist. So my Talladega stories. I've been to three races. I was at the twenty fourteen spring race. Um, the Dogecoin race. The Doge, yeah, Doge car race. That's where Keselowski oh. wrecked the field like six laps down. Yeah. Um, Josh Wise finished in twentieth. He almost had a top ten that day. Not bad. Um, I was at, and then I've been at the last two fall races. So I saw okay. Amarillo win last year and Nikolaski win the year before that. And they were both very opposite of the Spectrum races. Like the 2017 race was just Wreckfest City. And then 2018 was probably the cleanest restrictor plate race in the last decade. And Amarillo still pulled it off. Mm hmm. Oh, I was like, I like Stuart Haas racing, so I didn't mind the domination, but I could tell, like, Probably from a fan perspective at home, you're just kind of like, well, fuck. <laughs> Speaking about Stuart Haas, I heard a little tidbit. Oh, drop some knowledge, please. Uh, I now, now this is all hearsay. This is not confirmed. This is a hundred percent confirmed. Um, I, I'm hearing that Larson wants to go to Stuart Haas, but can't because of his contract with Chip. Wow, this is what be a real shame a if you if if him. Yeah, I feel like that's not really. I I feel like Larson wants to go anywhere else, especially with no. We know Larson and Tony are like really close. Um, yeah, and obviously he wants to drive for a top tier team, but then he values Chip too because he's the one that gave him the big break, and that's why he's in the Cup Series right now. So yep. it's kind of a. I think there's going to be a certain point, maybe if he doesn't find success or make the playoffs this year, he'll be like, "Well, Chip, like we got to reevaluate our situation," because Tony will hire Larson in a heartbeat. We know that. Yeah, but if, if if that happens, who's out? Would it be Suarez? Uh, Suarez oh, my, name, my name is Daniel Suarez, life. and I'm going to go Arvick drive has for a Chip Ganassi. contract there, and then Amarola with Smithfield and going nowhere. Yeah, it's probably would be Clint would retire. Uh, oh, this man I got this. I don't think Clint Clint would go. I think it'd be Suarez. Yeah, no I mean Suarez, Suarez could take his money over to CGR, and Chip would be like, "Thank you for your money." Honestly, yeah. I could see that happening. Just straight up yeah. ride swap. Yeah, I don't. Yeah, I don't yeah. see a problem with it. Like Larson wants to be more dominant in a better car, and Daniel Suarez has money. The problem is Suarez is really coming into his own over. The, or, I, and and I agree with that. I agree, yeah. but with Suarez being the new guy, it's easier just to. Oh yeah. Why well, always? Put, yeah, that's why. Oh. Who knows? Harvick will get pissed off one day. Be like fucking him out. Fox wants to be in the booth anyways. So. Yeah, exactly. Harvick has a couple bad. Like if he, Harvick has a bad season, he always can just be like, well. It's always that Fox gig that pays really well. And like no he's making a million dollars either way. Yeah, he, uh, he'll be fine. Harvick's fine no matter what he decides to do, but like he, he can always go over to Fox. He sat on a, his 
Happy Hours podcast a couple of weeks ago. He signed through, um, I think it's 2021. So I can see him staying through. Like I, keeps, keeps, I, I don't far see away him that's two years away last year, Even though, like, it would be the perfect broadcast opportunity. I just like he. He said he wants to drive into his forties, and I think he wants another. Well, obviously, he wants another championship. He, well, he is like, driving into his. He's forty. He knows. Four. He knows he can win it. Um, I think a little bit of part of me he wants to race at uh some of the newer tracks too, or at least have a year in the Gen Seven car. Just so he can be frustrated with it and complain. Exactly. Where is Harvick? There. Also, is. another another tidbit about Talladega. Sorry, I'm I'm just looking through. Oh, all yeah, no, dear Harvick is 43, um, by the way. Landon Castle makes his return to the four car. Oh, he's I'm in the four right. car this weekend. Okay, hell yeah. 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 Okay, so I have a question about that. How That's does that right. work? Because he's full time in Cup of Starcom. So does he undeclare points? Oh, this is a dash for cash race. Yeah. How is he in the four yeah. car? Um, so basically, since Ross is running the college car, the the ten car, yeah, ten car, um, he's still he's still committed to earning cup points. Like that's where he signed to. So when you're a driver and you're running all three series, much like Ross does and Landon mm-hmm. can do, um, you can only claim points in one series. Yeah, yeah. So Landon can just hop in the four car and race it finish it whatever and the team will still get the points the prize whatever the purse and then he just won't claim any points yeah but that's like the same thing kyle bush could do but kyle bush is not allowed yeah to no like these full-time like, guys are not yeah that's permitted normally what i'm race. familiar with so i'm just like i'm i'm a little confused oh the, oh the dash for cash part i don't yeah. know yeah it's, yeah because um, i guess nascar is picking and choosing which it's just the kyle bush rule like you're cool, Landon. You can get out of here, Kyle. Who do you know here? Like, I fly feel back. Because like, isn't there some some bonus if you're the top thirty in cup points? And like, I don't think. Yeah, I I, th- I think I think there is a rule. If I remember right, there is a rule that if you're so far up in the cup points, you have that limitation. Yeah, but like mm-hmm. he, I guess he could get that. Like they're getting better, and I think he's around there right now. So I feel like if he undeclared from cut points that would kind of defeat the purpose of them running full time there. I don't know. Well I guess owner's points might be the difference and I might uh, be driver. Oh, so I guess that could work in a way. Uh, obviously he's not, not really gonna, sure. He's not gonna be a playoff contender or anything like that. Um but I I guess that has to be it. I guess it's if you're top thirty in owner's points and that's the rule. Yeah. I'm not sure X won this race four, three years in a row back in 04 to 06 in Xfinity. Did he really? Yeah, that's some more adversity for him to overcome. <laughs> he's never, well, he's never won on a short track until last year. I don't think he's won on a restricted Oh, plate. well, oh, well, boy. well. Don't, don't, don't found spoil his my pickle point. already. <laughs> oh, my goodness. Sorry to interrupt you guys. I just thought that was an interesting no, thought. I'm trying to interject like Nolan would. Fair. Crying um, in the inside. <laughs> So besides that, yeah, so my favorite moment probably just being at the track and like the first lap where the cars fly by and everyone's just on their feet, beer showers and everything. It just mm-hmm. it's an unforgettable experience to be honest. You can't really describe it until you're there and you're just kinda like all is right all is right in the world once you know the whole pack flies by at full speed. Yeah. The 
the thing with Talladega is you, you gotta love it with the good races, but you gotta take it with the bad ones. I mean, 14, 2008, uh, what was it, 16 with Sadler and Poole. Like, you have so much controversy that happens at the at Talladega because of like you know different rules. It feels like, but you know, I mean, I still oh, yeah. I still love Talladega, but I mean. You can't think about Dega without some controversy thrown in there. I mean, I mentioned 03 with Dale Jr., but I mean, you know, hopefully we don't have anything like that. I feel like they've got the Talladega rules package like set up pretty well so far. I mean, I'm still still extremely upset with how they how they throw cautions, but you know, I, I guess I have to allow it. I'd rather them have good racing and have a little bit of controversy every now and then than just kind of like mediocre races and just nothing because if you can't really talk about anything in a race whether it's good or bad then it probably isn't a good thing for the sport no exactly if it's just i mean don't get me wrong if it's all bad then you know that's bad but there's some good and bad um usually the good outweighs the bad oh, also it's... like a colossal fuck up yeah <laughs> all right you guys want to do picks for yeah. sure let's do it so we know how this works we go dark horse Sleeper and then favorite, which I guess at Talladega, it's kind of just let's name three guys. We're just yeah, we're picking three drivers. <laughs> yeah, that one of them doesn't crash. Yeah, uh, Alex, why don't you go first since you're pretty much on the show now? Um, I think for my dark horse, dark horse is is someone who who typically doesn't run well, right? Yeah, typically yeah, someone like, who honestly, probably has no chance of winning. But again, like I don't even think it matters at this racetrack. Like, yeah, I'm honestly I down. Pick, I, if our Talladega Daytona, we just kind of pick three drivers at random. It doesn't matter how good they are. Um, well, I'm still going to go by the rules because I'm not a piece of shit, but okay. All right, fair. Yeah, fair. me too. Right. Um, <laughs> Fuck you guys too. <laughs> I, you know what? And it I takes think, the entire Stuart Haas. <laughs> I think I'm going to go with uh, Boucher. Oh. Boucher, okay. of course. Who could forget Christopher Boucher? <laughs> so <laughs> that's I fine. I mean, you know, he hasn't been in the in the he hasn't been upside down on this track in three years, so that's always no. Not a bonus. But I, I I think this might be the race. I think this might be the race. I mean, JTG has shown strength. Um, didn't Busher get in trouble at Daytona with that pit road accident? Like, wasn't he one of the cars that got hit? Or was that I, Priest? No, Priest got hit in Atlanta. Okay. Well, either way, um, I mean, it's not a bad pick. Busher is very impressive. I mean, if it was James Busher, I'd probably feel more confident with that pick. But oh. no. <laughs> <laughs> no, I didn't mean to make you feel so oh. sad. <laughs> um, or yeah, or real estate agent. <laughs> that's fine. Him and him and Kwasanowski, or whatever his name is, can have fun doing that. They're bonding. Kwasanowski. Can't pronounce that guy's Hey, it's a it's a fugazi, it's a fugazi, it's a quasikanuski. <laughs> All, right, All right, you so, want to go? Yeah, I'll go. Um, okay, I'm just gonna go ahead and do it because you already mentioned his name earlier. But I'm picking Ty Dillon. It's I I, it, I think that's a solid choice. That really. If there is. has ever been a race where the stars could align better for a driver, I mean, hundredth race, the one hundredth Talladega race is Ty Dillon's hundredth race. This is um what what is it fucking um I lost I lost track. He's been getting better every single week. He's been really impressing me this year. Won a stage, you know. He's now officially I should have you know called him stage winner Ty Dillon, but you know sometimes you forget. Uh, but I I wouldn't be surprised if you know he's it, depending on the style of racing we see. I mean especially if it is like we get that uh what is it uh 
pack, not pack. Um, tandem? tandem. Yeah, we got tandem. I mean, you know, hats out on everything. You have no idea what's going to happen. And Ty Dillon could end up being the Trevor Bain of this race. And he's had a top 10 this year. Yes, exactly. He finally got that top 10. So, I mean, dude's, dude's legit. Dude's getting I, there. I, yeah, yeah, I think so. I think he really could be a dark horse. All right. So, uh, Kevin, what do you got? All right. I am going to go with a guy who had a really good run at Daytona. I think he wrecked late, if I remember. But William Byron. Okay. Ooh. I just okay. think he the, he leads laps at restricted plate races, it seems like, whether it be by strategy or just like makes his way to the front. And I don't know, just like new package. He grew up, you know, on a computer, so he probably had to deal with a lot of packages on there. And yeah, but you can't simulate Talladega pack racing on. But you computer. can't really simulate I've tried. Talladega. So I don't know. I think, and obviously, Talladega is known for first-time winners, underdogs, all that. I I can see Byron. That's fair. Fair enough. Fair enough. If, you know, I didn't. He wanted Daytona in the Xfinity series, so I mean, he. He that has experience, yeah. I, mean, I don't think he's ever won on the Xfinity level at Dega, but I mean, he only had like one race there, so yeah, I think he only had one start. <laughs> yeah, I think he wrecked in that one, if I'm not mistaken. But yeah, I mean, he's a good pick. Uh, all right, so we're snaking it. Do you want to? Yeah, I'll go with my sleeper. Um... Hmm. I'm going to go with last year's stage. Yeah. Two winner, I think it was at this race. Paul Menard. Wow, and this is barring he doesn't wreck the entire field this time. Well, what do you mean this time? I mean Daytona this time. Like you know, as 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 the Ricky Stenhouse rule goes, you only remember a driver's most recent incidents rather than they've done over there. That was Jimmy Johnson. That was more on Jimmy Johnson than anything. Oh, what the Daytona wreck? Oh yeah, I'm not talking about. I'm talking about the five hundred. Oh shoot! Yeah, you're right. Yeah, no, the no. the wreck that took out the entire field, not the wreck that ended the uh, clash a couple of minutes. You know, I was there. At save me, save me a nap. I'm a little bit disappointed at myself right now. <laughs> yeah. But nonetheless, it's a new track. It's a new year for Paul Menard. Why not? It's a new dawn. It's a new day, and he's it's, probably going to finish in thirtieth. But okay, it's just how they, you know, why not? He's in a Ford. Why not? Uh, I want to point out that Byron's only Xfinity race, he ran 32 laps because he wrecked. Oh. <laughs> Finished 36th. Okay, then. All right. Um, well, I mean, I don't want to just make all my picks sleepers because I'm, I think that someone random is going to win if we can. But, I mean. Uh, you better not say who I'm thinking of. I want to say it, but I can't because I know that something bad's going to happen if I put it into the universe. So. This boy about to do it. Oh man, I'm gonna, I'm gonna have to oh, go. Yeah. No, I'm gonna change it up. I'm gonna go with Kurt Busch because Ganassi, Ganassi can run well at these restrictor plates every now and then, and I love Wait, Kurt Busch. Hello, Ganassi. I haven't, I haven't seen that. <laughs> I was gonna say someone else, but I decided to switch my pick at the last minute. I'm gonna be real. Ganassi is like the worst restrictor plate racing team. Shut up! I'm trying to make years. a point. <laughs> Alright, well, who, who were you going to pick? I'm not telling you until after you're all done picking. Okay, alright, fine. That's fair. All right, my turn? Yeah, yeah, it's your turn. For I'm my sleeper? 
My sleeper, Newman. Ryan Newman. Ooh, okay. Yeah, I, I think that uh, – I think you took him uh, – or, Kevin, you took him a couple weeks ago, I feel like, at, at Richmond or Bristol or something. He's really solid. I like that pick a lot. And he has the experience of being upside down at Talladega, so that sounds good. It's either I, I he's just, upside down or someone's on his roof. Exactly. I, I just think I, – I just think he could – like, I think he has a shot. I think he has a shot. Everyone has a shot. But he's in Roush True. Fenway. He's in Roush Fenway. He has run at uh, restricted plates. I think he is the third longest tenure driver in the field. Fourth. To... Harvick, Bush, Johnson. So he's tied Johnson for third. Johnson ran three more races John... than him. Oh, that's right. Yeah. I'm counting the races that Johnson finished in the 30s. No, you're right. So. Um, yeah, I guess. I guess so. I'm trying to... Well... Oh no, Newman actually ran more races than Johnson, so he is the third most. Okay. Um Yeah, that's, I mean Yeah. Now we're going to favorites. Yeah, yes. we're going into favorites, so you get to pick yours. I like that Newman pick. I mean Rush Fenway's good. All right, you guys are probably gonna hate me, but I'm gonna pick Blaney. Wow. wow. Yeah, no one's I mean, I don't think that I would have picked him to be honest. <laughs> I I just I He's due. He is. He's so due for yeah. for some yeah. magic in his life, and and I I just I feel like he can get it done. I he he drives well. I think he he understands what he needs to do. Yeah. And I, the crowd would I just eat think, that shit up. I think it, it's this is his moment. This is his moment. I think a win at Talladega would absolutely just jumpstart what could be a potentially a very good summer for Blaney if he wins here at Charlotte. Like yep. it could really kick off like some a good set of months for the next like half the season or whatever. I like it. It's a good pick. All right, and it's my turn, right? Mm-hmm. Yep. Okay. Um. So I'm gonna go ahead and go against the grain, even though that Ford has won uh, at Talladega seven times in a row. I think that this <laughs> is the race that Hendrick gets back, and I'm taking Chase Elliott. I really wow. think that Chase I, I, has been the I most aggressive. Yeah, Chase has been the most I, aggressive driver at this track at restricted plate tracks and hasn't wrecked anyone doing it. So I mean he definitely knows how to control his car. And if the drivers do have more control, if they are able to race more uh within the packs, I think that Chase is gonna make some really impressive moves that are just gonna make you say, Wow. Is that because I told you what his average is, his driver rating? No, it had nothing to do with that. It had everything to do with the fact that you're telling me that if they do end up lining up at the top, that if drivers do shoot down and try and make that move, like who who better at doing that than Chase Elliott? Like who's better at doing that than Chase Elliott? Sorry, True. It was broken. True. Um, yeah, I mean, I think that Elliott's a great driver, and I think that he might be able to, like, you know, just go out there and win another race. Wow, I don't know who this man is. All right, uh, Kevin, your favorite. My pick. <laughs> I hate that you just did that. <laughs> oh. That was my pick. Wow. Okay. I think. Okay, so he's in a brand new paint scheme for a Talladega race, which has done very well. All five of his wins there have been with different paint schemes. Um, and I know that's extremely superstitious, but if it ain't broke, his paint team is like all black and an all black single digit car at Talladega is, has had success in the past. 
Yes, and um, also has done, I think, also has had 13 barrel rolls on the backstretch, chipping his tooth once. So. But we don't count that. <laughs> yeah, but I'm counting that up because Rusty Wallace did yeah. that. So. Wait, that was Daytona. Are you sure about that? Wasn't on the backstretch, yeah. On the front stretch, that same year, he did that big bad Talladega. And also, <laughs> I'm thinking Neil Bonnet also went straight head on into the wall oh, yeah. in a black 31 car, and I'm sure the three cars had some... Oh, incidents yeah. there so i think that your point has been completely debunked but i'll allow it to exist but it's but it's kozlowski at talladega and plus like he's won there in so many different uh no he is the best driver and if it is if it is tandem racing the last tandem race there was won by kozlowski in 2012 mm-hmm. yeah. yeah so that's, I know, that's a good pick yeah. I mean, it's, it's, I'm not going to say I'm going out on a limb at all because it's Talladega. Or it's Kislaski at Talladega, but I, know, I just feel like, plus, you know, with the that he's done already this year. <laughs> yeah, I mean, uh, I, wouldn't, I wouldn't put it past. You guys picked two Penske guys, and I'm just like, yep, I'm just going to go out on a limb and say Chase Elliott. Chase well, I, I didn't. I didn't pick Blaney because it was a Ford car or a Penske driver. I picked it because. I think it's it's time. I think it's time. Mm-hmm. Yeah, man's due for sure, no doubt. I think Chase got top five in this race last year. Yeah, That's, probably. Imagine, imagine if Chase Elliott wins this race. Yeah, I get Bogo uh, boneless wings on Monday. That'd be fucking awesome. Uh, we all get Bogo boneless wings. Thank you. <laughs> like I, mean, I just, I feel like if he won, the crowd would go ape shit. Good. Yeah, they go bonkers. They would absolutely go bonkers for that. I would go bonkers for that. I'd love to see Chase finally win a restriction. Imagine play. he beats Kyle Busch in a photo finish at the line. Stop! Mm. I can only get so erect. <laughs> now, now you're just playing with my emotions, okay? Yeah, honestly, I don't think that I, I don't get me that excited about something that good that could happen when it, it might be something awful like a fuel strategy finish and Chase is running by himself. I was really <laughs> hoping Biffle could have pulled that fuel strategy off that one race. Oh. <laughs> what, was the 2004-500? No, no, the 2016 fall race at Talladega. Oh, was like yeah. Literally a lap ahead of everyone. Um, but then so there was a caution that came out the end. Yeah. That was very weird. That was Logano, I think, who won that. Yep. Yep. As usual, Logano just loves just ripping my heart out of my chest. Yeah, there was like nothing that happened in that fall race, I'm going to be real. Mm-hmm. Like, oh, no, I take that back. Well, uh, besides Martin Shrek's Jr. Like, and eliminated, yeah. so, like, in terms of like... Because we had a garbage point system that year. Yes. <laughs> now, was it really garbage? Or are you just yes. saying? <laughs> yeah, but now, now we're in the better era of stage racing, so apparently they fixed their problems by making it more complicated. But anyways... So I hope that y'all boys enjoyed your Easter, by the way. Oh, okay. for sure. Your Easter. Yeah. Honestly, it's probably the best Easter I've had in a while. So that's nice. I didn't really I mean, probably, do anything or eat anything nice, but the worst Easter I've had in my life just because I wasn't doing anything with like family and I was just writing essays the whole time. But even then, it wasn't too bad. I got to, I got I to mean, watch Game of Thrones, so that was my Easter. <laughs> oh. I mean, I, yesterday we played family kickball. Wow. The, the the pup was out running, just enjoying himself, and I got to see my mother in law fall flat on her face running from base to base. 
So I always, mean, <laughs> always good. It, I, I mean, it was truly just a, an epic day. I loved That's it. Awesome. Oh boy, it's fantastic. Well, in honor of Easter, I wanted to do a fun little power ranking. So we're gonna just power rank our top three resurrections of all time. Now, I feel like we can all just say what the number one is already. Like we, we you know. The rule is you can't use Jesus as, as the number one because that is the all time resurrection of all time. Like you can't, sure. can't like either that or know. Harry Potter. So I, mean, <laughs> so I think since I'm the one who created this, I should go first so I can give you guys an idea uh, of like I got dibs on last. All right. So we'll snake draft <laughs> this one. It'll just be like the picking the driver. So um my top resurrection, my favorite resurrection, is the Mission Impossible franchise. I agree. Dang, that is a really yeah, really good right. One. I told you that was yeah. No, I I have I you seen those first two movies? That. They stink. Yeah. They stink. They're so bad. Like I I watch them and I'm like, this is a fucking comedy more than it is an action movie. And now this most recent one was probably the most intense movie I've seen in the last five years. Like I love Fallout. That was such a good movie. Like these movies Man, get that... better. They're like wine. They get better with age. <laughs> That was a that was a really really good one. Like really, yeah. Tom Cruise legitimately broke there. his leg for that movie. Like that's dedication. Whoa. Yeah, you didn't know that. No. Oh, have you seen it, Kevin? No, I have not. Oh well, yeah. There's a scene where he jumps off of a, a building and he like falls awkwardly and he like breaks his leg and he gets up and finishes the shot running with a limp. I mean, <laughs> say what you want about Tom Cruise being an insane person, he he is dedicated to what he loves. I got a cool uh, Tom Cruise story for y'all after we finish the podcast because I don't want yeah. anyone in Scientology chasing after me after I say it. Yeah, yeah they will come to your door, hunt you exactly. down for, for sure. $500. So. Yeah. Remind me. Anyways, <laughs> um, so you're next there, Kevin. What's your uh, favorite so resurrection? I, I had no clue what I was thinking with uh, this this game, but when you brought up movies, I thought of a good, you know, like, wow, the first couple were trash. But the last one was good. I'm going with the Thor trilogy. I didn't hear um, that. The I think Thor I agree. Trilogy from the Marvel. I'm gonna agree with that. Thor, Thor one, you know, it was, it was an origin story. Oh yeah. Of all of them, eh, towards the bottom. Thor two, we don't really talk about. That one then, is Thor Ragnarok. Let me tell you, what a what a what a cinematic experience. Oh, I love Ragnarok. That's also a great movie for memes. I mean, the the, the picture of uh, Loki saying, I've never seen this man before in my life is yeah. my favorite. Like, anytime <laughs> anyone says anything just remotely, I don't agree with it. Respond, I've never <laughs> met this man before in my life. Yeah. Um, no, that's a good one. The movie was definitely helped out by the fact that Jeff Goldblum is just fantastic in anything yeah. he does. So Plus, Marvel is on my head, considering I get to see Endgame in four days. <laughs> Okay, oh, okay, in the theater yeah, no, right no. now, watching the opening credits. Oh in man, ninety-six just... hours. Well, I just saw Shazam today, so whatever. Shazam. No. I liked it. It was fine. It was fine. I allowed it to exist. It was honestly just a goofy movie, and it it, it was goofy in all the right ways. The in ending was like... fucking. I can't get over how funny the ending was. <laughs> like, I actually almost like pissed myself. Really? In terms of like, it was very funny. Like it was just perfectly set up. I had a good time with it, and I was like, "Wow, this is a this is a nice way to end it." Well, that's how of like movies, how how would you say it stacks up against against other DC movies? It's probably the only one I haven't been like, "Wow, this is atrocious." Awesome. <laughs> okay, well, Wonder Woman was fine, but it wasn't Wonder my Woman. favorite one. Decent, yeah. I mean, Wonder Woman was fine. Like I allowed it to exist. It's a good movie. It's a fine movie. 
but okay, good to know. All right, so Alex, what do you got as your favorite resurrection? Uh, it just happened too. Oh, he's taking mine. I know. I, I, I mean, truly, this has to be one of the greatest comebacks in existence, and that is Tiger Woods and his Masters win. All right. See, I was gonna say him until he uh, until Anthony brought up the movies, but I was like, "Hey, I'm just getting on the way back." So fuck you. First off, yeah, I um, also had him on number two. I agree. Yeah, I mean that's that's huge. Tiger yeah. Woods won the Masters. Like, what are what are we talking about here? So so I'm just. I mean, I I love to make you guys mad. So I I had to get that out first. That was fair. Now my second pick. My second pick is gonna be. It's gonna make you think a little bit. And I think my my wife would be super super proud that I I'm even talking about this because every time this comes on, whether it's on Hulu, Netflix, or just regular TV, I don't want to watch it because I've seen it literally a thousand times. So are we are we ready for round two? I'm yeah, ready. please hit me with it. I have I'm to rethink Jura- my second one. Jurassic Wait. Park. Oh, like resurrections, like the dinosaurs are resurrected. I'm confused here. Where, where are the resurrections coming from here? Uh, you got to remember the they franchise? started out with, yeah, the franchise. Okay. So okay, they started out with the first original three, and then just yeah. recently. They, oh, they I'm I'm well the aware how the franchise works. I'm Alex. Are you are are you one of the few people that like the new movies? I I do. I do like. Oh. Them. I like. Oh wow! Jurassic I'm gonna have to. Okay, and thank you, Alex, World. for joining the podcast. We'll see you next week. <laughs> I I have yet to see Fallen Kingdom. I I do want to eventually go around and see it. Um, I I I think it's good. I think it's a good movie. Yeah. All right. I guess I'll have to allow that to exist. I can't agree with you on that. Like I enjoyed <laughs> Jurassic World at some moments, but I also really didn't like it in others. So I I don't know. I mean, I, I I don't know how I, it's it's kind of I have mixed emotions about Chris Pratt. I'm starting to realize oh, I, I have I mixed emotions about Chris such, Pratt. I'm such a big fan of Chris Pratt, just huge fan. Maybe it's because I hate Star Lord so much. I don't <sighs> know. Anthony I has mean, been canceled but... from his own podcast. I have am you... upset with him. Okay, like have I was. Okay, can I just point this out? I dressed up as Chris Pratt for Halloween in 2016. That's I was right. Burt Macklin FBI, um, <laughs> and so I do love I do love him. But he also has like really bad movies, and also I can't no. He fucked everything up in the Avengers. No, I can't allow okay, it. I see, I see what you're saying. Yeah, I, think, I like, can't allow it. He's canceled. No, fuck it. Really? I I thought him no, coming Chris into Pratt's the fine, Avengers but... was like comedic relief because it's so serious, and he comes in there. And makes no, it, he's like, saying because you've seen, you've seen like, Infinity War, right? The funniest part. Alex, you've what? seen Infinity War, right? Yeah. Yeah. He's saying he he doesn't like it because of like they were about to rip the Infinity Gauntlet off of Thanos, and then he uh got distracted oh, yeah. and ruined the whole thing. Okay. And I, if I, you I, haven't seen Avengers Infinity War yet, like what what are you doing? Yeah, exactly. There's there's no spoiler. What are you doing? I'm not like, that. It's like I'm not going to spoil Game of Thrones for you, but I like come on. Yeah, I haven't even watched that. Yeah, I'm not a Game of Thrones. I haven't watched Thrones either. That's fine. Uh, nothing's happened in the first two episodes of of noteworthy. <laughs> I mean that that you know I can talk about on the. No, podcast, I, I'm but... talking about the entire show. Yeah, me too. Oh well, you know it's good. 
I'm, I just, uh, I'm, trying, <laughs> I'm trying to see it through yeah, at this okay. point. I'm allowing it to exist because I just want to finish it already. Because like okay. next week is going to be an absolute shit show of an episode. Like er, like it's going to be an hour long battle, and then fucking what is it? Um, oh god. Uh, then we have Avengers Endgame, and then we get Talladega, uh, and I get like NBA playoffs. It's just next weekend's going to be an absolute just fun weekend for me watching everything. Ooh. Sorry, I'm watching baseball. Um, okay, so you picked Jurassic Park. So I guess I'm up? No, I think I... Oh, yeah, you are up. Um, Still thinking of mine. Hmm. Wow, okay. Um, no, I, I gotta think hard about a third. That's gonna take me a minute, so... Trying to think what's made a comeback, and like you know, I'm, I'm thinking like legitimately speaking, resurrections here. Am I allowed to say EA, even though because they they're the creators? Yeah, of you Apex, can say right? they. Well, yeah, but I don't think they were ever dead though. Like no, EA like there was a period dead. there for like two years where they were just the laughing stock of the entire gaming community. I have uh, I'll say, but I, were I, they because they were still pumping out Battlefield games? They still yeah, had like every year, and like even though Madden and like the whole like microtransaction thing with them, even though that's what everything does, like the whole memes of like, oh, if it has EA in the name, then probably. Yeah, like... but as long as FIFA still keeps shitting out video games, I think they're fine. Yeah, I but I think their reputation took a hit. But with Apex, I think it, it's come back a little. I don't even remember that Apex is a game because I just, it just doesn't feel like. Yeah, it. same here. It doesn't feel it just, like. But I, it's because I forget that uh, that what's it called? Uh, Titanfall Two is an EA game, so. I'm trying to see. Yeah. I'm not like a big EA gamer, but like I wanted to pick video game, and that's what popped into my head. I can't think of one right now. It's legitimate. I was gonna say. Well, I mean, I, I guess. You know what? Yeah, no, I'll say it. Uh, do you have one yet? Or should I skip you? You're up. Oh, it's my... T- oh, you you went with EA? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, okay. Okay, well, mine is going to be the um, the, the, the Roman Italian Empire resurrection. Um, <laughs> that's, that's, that is actually one that... <laughs> I didn't see. I didn't yeah, I mean, when you think about empires that have fallen and risen, like you, you can of course say the Chinese because they had like fifteen different dynasties. But I mean, are we really going to sit here and, and pinpick, like, pinpoint which dynasty or or impact is most important in Chinese history? No, because I don't know I'm it. Surely not. So I'm I gonna, mean, I, we could. I like it. I'm going to make it easy. The Roman <laughs> Empire technically falls in four ninety three or something stupid, and or four forty three seventy six. Well, listen, man, I'm not a fucking history book here, but I'm Me trying either. my best. I know my dates. I pay attention. Okay, and then I'm pretty sure it was like, okay, I'm not sure who created the Byzantine Empire or the Eastern Roman Empire, but they like let it split, and then that one exists, and then after that one falls, you have the Holy Roman Empire, which exists after that. So in my eyes, and, and Italy got taken over by multiple different countries. They were like, here, please take my country during like all the world wars. So, I mean, they've had a bunch of resurrections over the years, and now they're one of the biggest, most recognizable countries. Not the biggest, but one of the most recognizable European countries. And I'm they sure got pizza. I'm sure their economy is great. So, in my eyes, that's a great resurrection. And according to them, like, you know, they own the rights of Jesus. So, that's pretty awesome if you ask them. That's a big dick energy. 
that's that is, that is big Jesus energy right there. So so shouts out the Holy Roman Empire. <laughs> um, <laughs> so my last one, a legitimate resurrection. I think um I was trying to pick which driver I thought had a better resurrection of their career, and it it was tough. But when you really think about it, between guys like Truex and Bush, Bush had a bigger downfall and has had a bigger upside. I know that Truex won a championship, but Truex never at one point drove for a team like was it Harry Scott that he drove uh, for in 2012 or was it 20 no 20 he went from he went straight from the culture to Ferntrio No 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 I'm not talking about Truex I'm sorry I meant Bush Oh oh in Kurt Busch yes yeah Kurt Busch was Phoenix Phoenix racing Phoenix, that's right Bush hit the highest of highs in cup winning a championship then the lowest of lows you got a DUI and then loses his ride with Penske and then comes back with Haas and wins a Daytona 500 in 17 I mean he literally has a damn like video game like career if you look back Yeah Kurt yeah. Busch is in my opinion the best NASCAR resurrection So I don't I don't know about you guys No uh, with I, that. I agree that's I was also going to say Nicky Lotta because the man actually did pretty much die on the track and then came back and almost won the championship having missed five races. But, wow. you know, that's more of a comeback than a resurrection. Yeah. All right. I am going to go with the Cleveland Browns franchise after this year. Okay. So starting so starting this resurrection. Year. You're already predicting a resurrection. Yes, that's Cleveland unbelievable. Browns You're calling your the playoffs this year. <laughs> Heard it here first, guys. Heard it here oh. first. Yeah, wow, that's uh, that's wacky, dude. I'm, I'm really that. That's a bold pick. Is it all because of Odell, or were you thinking that before Odell? Uh, no, I mean they're on the upswing. Then they have a great offseason. Yeah. Oh, I'm a I'm plus a their division like shit itself too. Well, um, yeah, at least Steelers, Le'Veon, and Antonio Brown. There. Ravens got some good assets, so it's them versus the Ravens. I, I do like Lamar Jackson. So I think if they don't win the the division, they'll at least get a wild card. That's that's fair. I mean, I'm completely on the Cleveland Browns bandwagon right now because the Dolphins are going to tank and go two and fourteen. I hope, <laughs> but uh, you know, hey, we're tanking for Tua, but uh, you know, I guess we'll see how they do in the draft. I think the draft's on Thursday. Is oh, it? That's, yeah, we, we can talk about that. Yeah, I mean, I'm I don't really care. Weekend, tell you. I, I really do not care about the NFL draft this year because if the Dolphins draft a quarterback, I'm just I'm done. I'll watch until the Bucks pick, and then I'll turn it off. <laughs> Bucks are gonna as, as I do literally every year. Have you heard the drafts? The, the Bucks are gonna draft a kicker in the first round because why not? Shut your damn mouth. <laughs> All right, Alex, what do you got there? I'm still googling. I'm googling. <laughs> oh my goodness, he's still Top not sure. Greatest interact uh, of all time. Dude, you can go with one of Chris Angel's, like you know, one of his any resurrections from the dead. No, I I, I was looking at this and um there there was two that that I saw from literature that I was like, Oh, well, that's pretty interesting. So, uh, the first, well, the first, I'm going to say both of them, just even though it's really supposed to be one, but the the two that I, I didn't even think about was Gandalf and Lord of the Rings. Oh yeah. Holy shit. Yeah. He did become Gandalf the white and that was pretty fucking dope. And then uh, Aslan from the Lion, the Witch, and the Wardrobe series. Mm-hmm. That's right. He he did res- he. That whole story is just a parable to Jesus. But you know, it, it is. It really is. Have you read the original one? Like the original Lion, Witch, and Wardrobe? Like that has nothing to do with any of that. It's just a bunch of kids hopping from universe to universe. 
No. It's very wacky. Yeah, it's yeah. it's very, very wacky. I had to read it in sixth grade. It's like one of those few stories I'm just like, oh yeah, I, I do recall like, that. There's a damn nerds up in the podcast right now. But, <laughs> but surprisingly, surprisingly, I'm surprised that nobody said Michael Jordan and his comeback. I yeah. That's fair. He did he was technically like giving up basketball, but I, w- I guess I wasn't alive for, but I mean I wasn't alive for the Holy Roman Empire, but I mean I I guess like I just wasn't really like I didn't, I didn't really know the impact of it. I mean, obviously the best basketball player going oh, over to baseball, but huge. Yeah, huge. I mean, you also had Michael or Magic Johnson like, you know, just retiring abruptly. It was just a wacky uh era for basketball there. The okay, I, I just cut out for like 30 seconds, so I'm, I'm going to need a quick recap. Oh, uh, Michael Jordan. No one said okay. Michael Jordan. Yeah. Okay, cool. I was going to say no one uh, I was going to say no one else has said Mercedes from Formula One. But were they ever on top? But were but they were dead for so long. Uh, they were they were doing fine with Kimi Raikkonen and David Coulthard and I and uh Hike and was it Kovaclinen or was it Haikkonen? I don't know. I don't really know those drivers very well. That's why I have. Uh, that's why I have uh, Pont do it for me. <laughs> um. Yeah, Mika Heikkinen won. Oh, he was with Ferrari. Apologies. I mean, McLaren was was McLaren Mercedes in the nineties. There was like, isn't there like a McLaren or there was a McLaren Mercedes and then there was just straight up Mercedes. Yeah. No, Mika Heikkinen wasn't a Mercedes. So you could say their resurrection. Yeah, Jensen sure. Button won the championship in 2009. Pardon me. Now, <laughs> resur- what are we saying that the resurrection of these people? So like from former glory to not doing anything and then back to former glory. Yeah, sure. Like a comeback. Like they're like, you know, they're dead in them. Now they're not. Okay. Cause I mean, you could also say, you know, the revolutionary war. Was a huge comeback. Yeah, that that is an all time comeback story. I mean, we we, ha- we were up against the ropes. We were shooting rocks at them. Yeah, that's fair. America, remember that, that seventeen seventy six. We are the champs. Yes. Well, yeah, but you got to remember, like, for a majority of the war, we were just getting our asses handed to us, handed to us, and then Washington instituted, you know, the call for spy ring. Um, and the Sons of Liberty, and that's kind of what really started changing the tide of war. Yes, of won. course, Johnny Tremaine. I'm I'm very familiar with that story. So I mean, it's, no, that's it's good. Just, that that's fair. Um, and I was I was gonna use that one, but I was like, I don't think that really fits the narrative. That car really okay. That's weird, honestly. Um. I mean, yeah, no, that's a that's a good one. Sorry, I'm looking at Jensen Button's 2009 F1 car, and it makes zero sense to me how this won a championship. Well, it's a car; it goes fast. Well, no, but it looks it's it's a Honda. It looks stupid, and I just don't remember 2009 Formula One at all. Like, I really just do not remember this. But I don't think I ever watched a Formula One race until Jensen Button won one, two, three, four, five race, six races. He won the first six out of seven races. And I guess they used to run it in, in, in Istanbul back in the day. Yeah. Cool. Sure. Why is it that Formula One racing from like 10 years ago is just, it makes zero sense. 
I don't know. I, I won't allow this. I'm sorry. I went on a on a tangent, is but it, I won't allow this. Is it canceled? No, no. But I'm just very bamboozled by all this, and I don't I don't really. <laughs> Where the fuck is Valencia? That in Spain? Spain. Spain. So yeah. they didn't run the Spanish Grand Prix at no, they did. They had two Spanish Grand Prix in 2009. How can we allow this stuff? It's a big Spain energy. I don't I don't know, man. No one expects two Spanish races. Well, speaking of Formula One, I think No, it's Formula Ooh. Yeah, Formula, Formula uh. I think we have a big announcement to make. Yeah, sure. I think I think I think I know what you're talking about, but I, yeah, I, I hope I have no idea what you guys are talking about. So we have Monaco Indy 500 and the Coke 600 all on the same day, as everyone knows. They do that every year. That's um, Christmas. That is basically <laughs> Christmas for uh, racing fans, and we're gonna have a monster episode for that one. Uh, so far, we have obviously Alex. You're you're gonna be on that one. We have uh, Methfield. Says he will be back, which is very exciting. Um, and my buddy Jordan, hopefully he can stop. He he won't say he wishes death on anyone this time, but we'll have Pont on the episode, and uh, you know we're gonna see if we can get any other guests on. You know it'll be a big episode. We'll see if we can uh, get anyone else to to climb on board. But yeah, that's a big episode that we should be looking forward to. Really excited to get that one out. We'll get that one out early so that it's out well before the Indy 500. So I'm not getting it out that Saturday. Okay. I think no, Bump Day sure. is in. I think it's the week before, right? Yeah, Bump Day is coming up soon. Same oh, yeah, week. Is, is that, that a Carb Day? Oh, I guess that's something we can uh, talk about for a couple seconds. The uh, they announced yeah, the All Star Race stuff for this year. Oh yeah, they did do that. Um, I mean, you guys can talk about that. In terms of format wise, last uh, segment has five extra laughs, but the. They're adding something to the front of the car to where it apparently is going to reduce the effects of dirty air in the draft. So that sounds... Flooded. I wonder what that's going to be. It's just a giant, like, uh, one of those police bumpers that you see on the cars. <laughs> oh, yeah, for yeah. sure. I don't know exactly what it was, but the way that it was described to me, it sounds like a, I mean, it sounds like a good idea. And it's only an experimental race, basically. So... Something hurts. I, I like how the All Star race has turned into the the new R&D test race. session. Yeah, the <laughs> yeah, I know. Like, part of me wants them to just say for twenty, um, the twenty twenty one races that'll be the last year of the new engine, to where they just say fuck any type of tapered spacer and let them run at like nine fifty horsepower. I mm-hmm. think that would be fucking amazing. But then I like how they. Try out new parts and new. Yeah, no, for sure. It'll be exciting, re- re- no matter what happens. So. Oh yeah. You know, I'm I'm looking forward to it. Um, oh well, JK. I mean, I'm I'm never really looking forward to the All Star race. I'm always looking forward to the Open. <laughs> I look I look forward to this. Like, I honestly don't care who wins, but the racing usually is pretty sweet, especially the Open. Just do the role recently. I <laughs> really should just do the role for the. The All Star Race that would be much better in my opinion. If they were using the same package, I agree. But since they're trying out new stuff, then uh, I'm okay with what they're doing. All right, um, I'm missing anything here. All right, so rounding out the field, um, I think that we've already pretty much started that. But uh, um, oh, we got a th- so third of the season down. I mean, you know, are we fourth? 
fourth of the season down. Sorry. Um, He's the least. What, what else Beth are we was like? Not your strong suit wasn't. No, God, no. Um, <laughs> wait. Oh, I mean, we've we've had we we haven't really had any first time winners. Haven't had any. Uh, we've had guys who won just continue to keep winning. So I mean, like, are we just going to expect this for the rest of the year and have a, a, I look a back Grande Quadro like, between last year at this time, um, from you know 2018 season compared to now, and this is literally like 2018 too. It's like you yeah. have your, I think it's five winners in nine races. Um, Chevy sucks. Um, yes. Kyle Busch is still good. Truex yes. is still good. The only really big change. Hamlin has two wins. <laughs> yeah, the only big change in like terms of like positives for drivers, Demi Hamlin's done good, and then negative is Stuart Haas has done. Nothing. Not as good. I'm not going to say well, that. Stuart Haas just doesn't have any wins to show. Exactly. That's why. Like, at this point last year, they had four out of nine wins. Mm-hmm. No, for sure. I mean, we'll we'll see what happens. I mean, you know, I, I feel like the summertime might be like just a huge awakening for Harvick. So, I mean, we're just it's, waiting it's, for it. It's smoke's team, and you know, smoke smoke rises in the summer. So, exactly. I mean, we're just we're patiently awaiting awaiting uh, Kevin Harvick's dominance, and I mean. Gotta be soon. Gotta be soon. I feel like. But I don't. Think- I also. I also think the whole season. I mean, it has been dominated by Penske and Gibbs. So yeah. I don't. I don't see any changes there. I mean, I think someone might sneak in with a win. But I, if the beginning quarter is kind of what the current trend is going to be, we're going to see Penske and Gibbs just keep winning and winning. Maybe we'll see, see Eric Jones' had- victory soon. Since we've had stage racing, we've had two very different types of seasons. We had one where Truex literally dominated the entire year in 2017. And then last year, we had three drivers pretty much dominate the entire year, but then the championship went to a guy who's stuck under the radar. So I feel like this year, it's setting up to be more of a not-so-much-one-driver dominant, but the two-teams-dominant, which mm-hmm. yeah. might make me think that you know someone will... Like a Stuart Haas, a, a a Hendrick, maybe even a Ganassi will squeak in there and steal the show. Well, I, I there's got to be eight. To Hendrick win. There's got to be yeah. eight cars in the round of eight. Obviously, I mean, if you had all four Gibbs and all three Penske's, like who's the one guy that you would think would make the uh, you know elite eight? I guess. Hmm. That's a... Kurt Busch. Ah, there he is. My... I guess just because he's probably been the most consistent driver. He's maybe seven, honestly, and this is kind of weird to say, but like looking back, might be Boyer. I know he he's really good on the short tracks, and that's what we've had lately. But the last Boyer's three, he's gonna win a race sooner or later. Four, I feel like the last four races, his lowest finish is seventh. So yeah, like, actually, that's that's a solid stat right he's there. He's doing. He's he's knocking on the door. Yeah, he's chugging along for sure. Yeah, definitely uh, improved. And I feel like earlier in the season, I you, you had mentioned like you want to see more out of Boyer. Well, now you're seeing it. You know, oh, yeah. just, at I this think point, he, the the at one point we were talking about how Boyer was like potentially the weakest Stewart Haas car, and I mm-hmm. I think there is a legitimate argument out there right now that he is the strongest Stewart Haas car. Oh, I can't, for sure. I can't wait for to sure. hear uh, his opinion on this race this weekend because I know he's going to give some kind of great interview at some point. When he gets frustrated about the qualifying practice or whatever. Yeah. So, oh, speaking, speaking about qualifying, sorry to 
touch back on this, but what do you think about the qualifying at Richmond? Five minutes? I mean, qualifying still qualifying. It's still. I hear we're going to single car qualifying. Yay! Road courses, which I, I, I really like knockout qualifying, but with this package, it yeah. just doesn't work. Like I hope for mm-hmm. Gen Seven or whatever when they, you know, when the cars aren't so draft dependent like they are now, and that's how you make speed and single laps. I hope we go back to just group qualifying everywhere, except at the speed, uh, super speedways. Um, but I, I'm okay with them going to single car. I know people are going to complain. Oh, wow. Why are they doing this? Cause it's just like with the new package, like at Kansas, you just got to hold it wide open around. And I get that, but like, I think it'll be good for Dover. Cause I guess we're going to set track records there with how it'll be good for the small team exposure yeah. too, which has always been a big thing about qualifying. But like, honestly, I, I think that's one claim that I'm not really sure about because all the people, you know, that run towards the back, that's probably when they'll fit commercials in and people will be like, Oh, this wouldn't happen in group qualifying. Cause the people, the small teams got time in group qualifying this year because they were the only ones not to wait until the last second. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so basically, like, they'll you're find a way to get the system to acknowledge them. Don't worry. Yeah. Um. But I think overall for this year, it'll be uh, if they. It sounds like they. That's what they're going towards. We'll probably we'll probably be talking about it next week at this time. Um. But I, know, I like how it's still knockout at road courses. I think that adds a really yeah. exciting element. Um, yeah, that's fine. And I hate that like the the comparison that people bring up it's like oh well you know other racing series do this like i i don't think that matters at all but like i really like how f1 does their knockout qualifying and obviously it's all road courses um so it's kind of the same system yeah no i i feel it on that i mean so everyone's indifferent on the qualifying i personally (laughs) don't i i like single car qualifying i'm completely here for it so yeah. I mean, I, I like it, too. I think it really shows you brought the fastest car. Mm-hmm. And I, I think NASCAR has kind of gotten away from that of teams yeah. uh, spending time. Because is, isn't that what racing is about? Yeah, Being the fastest? the fastest car. And I think with the group qualifying, you might not have the fastest car. I think that's what qualifying should be about. But racing, mm-hmm. it's not about who has the fastest car. It's about who can adapt to the situation. Situations best at hand. Well, exactly, exactly. But qualifying, yeah, everybody wants to start at the front because that gives you the best odds. So if you put in a lot of time, you do your homework, you do your research, and you build what you think is the fastest car, your efforts should be rewarded. Are we about to see RCR win a bunch of polls this year now because of yes of that because they've been the most trimmed out cars all year long. I'm completely here for it. So, like, Kansas, I think, will be... Because, I mean, Dover's more of a... Uh, not that Kansas isn't a driver's track, per se, but, like, with this package, Dover will be more of a... You know, driver's track, but Kansas will be what we've seen at, like, Vegas and... Uh, to a degree, Atlanta and also Texas and RCR. I can't think of anything left on the schedule for Fox that's going to be, like, interesting for qualifying, like... Michigan, no. I mean, Michigan, no. Pocono. Didn't, really. didn't Sonoma go back to being Sears Point this year? Yeah, that'll be cool. Oh. Well, oh, I'm yeah, excited have, to see the carousel. So the uh, it's gonna be 
exactly like Watkins Glen in terms of stages. It'll be 20, 20, 50. Oh boy, I can't Which, wait to see 20 lap stages. Well, that's see, remember how this past year, um, or yeah, this past year at Watkins Glen, it came down to a fuel mileage finish with that. Yeah, and that was Sonoma too, and fucking Sonoma uh, is just a little longer than Watkins Glen. Mileage might play in factor. Well, yeah, I mean, remember last year, Truex completely duped Harvick. <laughs> like, I'm going to the pits now. Psych, you thought? Yeah, I don't think because the final. I'm trying to think of the final stage will be longer or shorter. Oh, one of the greatest bamboozles of all time. That was fan. That was probably the the best pit call of the last of last year. It would have been funnier if he was the if um what's his name? Uh, I can't think of his name now. Uh, Pern had like the giant like trucker's vape while he was making that call it's the only way oh, to make it better yeah <laughs> <laughs> it's the only way it would have made it better <laughs> like he just inhales pit now <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> while he's inhaling just like a fucking dragon oh yeah. i was watching that on here so i was like this is fantastic oh it was beautiful it's my favorite gif honestly <laughs> i gotta use that on the twitter machine more all right Okay, dude, I can't wait for Talladega, let's be honest. It's it's, it's I'm going to wake up that morning and be like, it's it, Christmas. Who else is... Knock on everyone's door and be like, Talladega, Game of Thrones. <laughs> who else's favorite track? Janice's butthole. Not mine. Who else's... What's, what's y'all's... Well, I'm just saying that because we're on it. What's y'all's favorite Old track in schedule? Oh, favorite track? Um, I mean, I, Daytona gets me excited, but Talladega is the better restrictor play. <laughs> I love Watkins Glen, but right now the Roval might end up being my favorite. But the, I mean, Bristol Night Race also. But like, not race specifically, race. Oh, track? track? Yeah. Uh, Talladega, I guess. Yeah, Talladega's probably yeah, my favorite. I'm going to go with Talladega as well. It's just. Uh, well, see, my favorite track isn't run by the Cup Series. Iowa? Yeah. Yeah. Do yeah. <laughs> it. Because you've actually been there. Was the racing is just so good there? No, you're not wrong. It is very, very good. But there, just all the hype around, like even social media, like NASCAR has been promoting this more than any other race I've seen besides the 500. And I guess they have an, you know, an off week to do that. But like, Barcelona's coming there. Mm-hmm. Um, even on Twitter, like I- I've noticed they've been more interactive with the fans, asking more like open-ended questions me? on Twitter. It's like, who would you have pushing you? Who would you block? And like tattoo buddies that you'd like to go race with I think they, I don't know it's just good exposure that's cause they're finally taking my advice <laughs> proud of you Bless. <laughs> changing lives every single day Alex what a, you're a saint what yeah, we do it's, you? it's hard it's hard man <laughs> well, it's hard work but someone has to do it exactly well I guess uh, I guess that's that's it so we'll see you guys after Talladega but until then I have been Anthony I have been Kevin. And I have been Alex. Alrighty. Uh, Love you guys. See you guys on Monday. Thanks, y'all. Later. Bye. No, you don't want nada. None of this. Six gunning this. Brother running this. Buffalo soldier. Look, it's like I told you. Any damsel that's in distress. Be out of that dress when she meet Jim West. Rough neck, so go check the law on the vibe. Watch your step with flex and get a hole in your side. Swallow your pride. Don't let your lip react. You don't want to see my hand where my hip be at. With Artemis from the start of this. Running the game. James West, taming the West. So remember the name. Now who you going to call? Now who you going to call?